Well, a shocking report issued by international legal experts with the backing of the United Nations appears to open the floodgates to normalise sex with minors under the guise of a human rights approach. Now, note, it does not actively call for decriminalising sex between adults and minors, but it states that children have both the capacity and the legal right to make sexual decisions. And the report does also not offer a suggested age of sexual consent. This is what it says, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact, if not in law. You see what they're saying here? Sex with kids is okay if they consent, even when by law they cannot consent. So while the report stops short of calling for the legalisation of sex with minors, it maintains that those under 18 years old have the mental capacity to willingly have sex with older individuals. Okay, groomer. Now, the Geneva-based International Commission of Jurists wrote in March with an assist from UNAIDS and the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights. It was this report, uh, and it was titled The 8th March Principles for Human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Prescribing Conduct Associated with Sex, Reproduction, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness and Poverty. And it's published front and centre on the group's website. And it was released on March the 8th in recognition of International Women's Day, uh, which, you know, kind of suggesting there is a connection somehow between women's rights and the age of sexual consent. Now, the once unthinkable recommendations from an international cabal of global elite legal minds uh, appears to suggest that pedophilia could be normalised. Have a look at the full quote. Principle 16, consensual sexual conduct. Moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual, in fact, if not in law. In this context, the enforcement of criminal law should reflect the rights and capacity of persons under 18 years of age to make decisions about engaging in consensual sexual conduct and their right to be heard in matters concerning them. Pursuant to their evolving capacities and progressive autonomy, persons under 18 years of age should participate in decisions affecting them with due regard to their age, maturity and best interests and with specific attention to non-discrimination guarantees. Now, I know you're thinking this kind of stuff is a bit shocking. Well, not so fast. Back in 2004, the then Labour government, led by Helen Clark, was under attack for new legislation which critics said would make it legal for children as young as 12 to have consenting sex. It argued it was not lowering the age of consent from 16, despite National Party claims, who were the opposition then as well, that sexual conduct between 12 to 16-year-olds is being decriminalised under the legislation. The government said the status quo would remain if there is no public support for such a change. Now, it was the Crimes Amendment Bill Number 2. It was before Parliament's Law and Order Select Committee, and it provided for a defence if the age difference between two young people who have sex is two years or less. And National Justice Spokesman at the time, Tony Ryle, said this meant the government was legalising sexual conduct between a 12 and a 14-year-old, and of course a 17-year-old legal with a 15-year-old illegal because of the two-year difference. 
Mr Ryle said the legislation was providing lawful permission for sexual conduct between two people under 16, provided they were aged within two years of each other. However, then Justice Minister Phil Goff said that what the bill recommended was not any different from what was happening in practice now. Police had discretion in deciding whether to prosecute two teenagers for having consensual sex when they were under the legal age of consent. However, the outcry was so strong that by lunchtime, Helen Clark, the Prime Minister, had quickly distanced herself from the proposal. Uh, the article said, Prime Minister Helen Clark has come out strongly against new legislation that critics say will make it legal for children as young as 12 to have consenting sex. She said, I certainly don't support decriminalising sex below the age of 16. I happen to think 16 is quite young enough and really too young to be entering into those sorts of relationships. Her comments were further signs the government is distancing itself from provisions in the Crimes Amendment Bill uh, under consideration by the Select Committee. And Justice Minister Phil Goff uh, said the clause had been deleted. Yes, well done. But... Uh, as part of the secularisation of our culture and the move away from biblical truth, objective standards and morality, there's an ongoing effort to normalise sexual attra attraction to children. And as you can imagine, this is a recipe for disaster. The movement is even going so far as to claim that pedophilia should be understood as a sexual orientation. Their goal is to remove the stigma from non-offending pedophiles. Non-offending. Uh, this disturbing movement pushes things a step further by encouraging the children that if uh, the idea that if children can choose their own gender, they can make their own decisions about sexual conduct and other life-changing decisions uh, that five years ago they didn't have to think about. Now, one of the leaders of this movement is an organisation called Prostasia Foundation that advocates for replacing the word pedophile with minor attracted person or MAP. And Prostasia is based in San Francisco. <laughs> no surprises there. And they label themselves as a new kind of child protection organisation. They state that they aim to reduce child sexual abuse by taking away the shame of being attracted to a minor, thereby reducing the likelihood of someone acting out on their desires. But this organisation's true colours are revealed by what they actually support. They support the use and sale of sex dolls that look like children, porn that simulates sex with a minor, and funding research into fantasy sexual outlets for pedophiles. The argument that normalising it reduces the crime, well, it just doesn't ring true, does it? Now, an assistant professor at a Virginia university recently caused a storm by suggesting that it isn't necessarily immoral for adults to be sexually attracted to children. Uh, Alan Walker, who taught sociology and criminal justice at Old Dominion University, made the controversial comment while discussing minor attracted persons and pedophiles during a November interview with the Prostasia Foundation. He was discussing uh, the book A Long Dark Shadow, Minor Attracted People and Their Pursuit of Dignity, uh, when she insisted it's important to use that terminology instead of pedophile because it's less stigmatizing. Have a listen to her. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. 
Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Uh, and that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Um, I've definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Uh, but using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to it doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. Yeah, right. Well, uh, Walker resigned after the public outrage, thankfully. Uh, and then just two years ago, USA Today, one of the nation's most widely circulated newspapers, ran an article that presented pedophilia as among the most misunderstood conditions in American society, diminishing pedophilia as just inappropriate while it promoted destigmatizing the attraction. It said pedophilia is viewed as among the most horrifying social ills, but scientists who study the sexual disorder say it is also the most misunderstood. Researchers who study pedophilia say the term describes an attraction, not an action and using it interchangeably with abuse fuels misperceptions about pedophiles. Uh, and the issue of pedophilia interjected itself into an election in Virginia, USA in 2021, as concerned parents noted that books in public school libraries depicted acts of pedophilia or portrayed man-boy sexual interactions in a positive light. And in another example, videos emerged of a State University of New York professor defending pedophilia and insisting it wasn't obvious to him why it was wrong. Um, now, Exodus Cry, an organisation that opposes sex trafficking and sexual exploitation, sums it up well. They say, While we absolutely believe that there should be appropriate and improved avenues for pedophiles to seek help and therapy, the approach of normalising and destigmatizing sexual attraction to children is severely misguided. In what world does normalising the idea of a criminal act prevent that act from happening? Uh, Associate Professor of Criminology at the UNSW, Michael Salter, recently took to Twitter to address the, uh, that's the University of New South Wales, addressing the issue, tweeting, Sometimes stigma is good. Some things should be stigmatised. And he followed up by saying, the compulsion to abuse children is not a morally neutral one and it should be stigmatised, i.e. attract social disapproval. Yep, I couldn't agree more actually. Don't allow the culture, don't let the UN, don't uh, let anybody play linguistic gymnastics with the term pedophile. Don't allow the UN and adults to sexualise our children. We need to protect our children at all costs. We should do everything to protect their sexual and moral innocence. The stigma and the weight of the law is there for a good reason. It's a very healthy stigma and law which hopefully redirects the offender. But more importantly, the stigma is there to try and protect the victim and protect our children. That's where our focus should be. Now, just before I go, in our next episode, we'll be looking at some other aspects of that UN document. While the uproar was rightly about the age of consent laws and completely justified, there's also other material in the document that should have us all just as concerned. See you next time. Mm -hmm.